Hey everyone, what's up? This is Ian Miller, founder of Shimoda Designs. We have a new video series called Split Screen. It's a simple concept where I call up team, customers, or anyone of interest via Skype and talk about subjects of recent interest. This is our first episode and our first guest is professional mountain bike photographer and Team Shimoda member, Paris Gore. We're talking here with, with Paris Gore. Paris is in Reno, Nevada right now. What are you doing in Reno? Yeah, down here at Interbike Trade Show and uh, just helping my dad out with his little project. And then, you know, kind of nice place too to see some inter- industry folk and uh, kind of say hi and hellos to everyone. So, yeah, good little week to come down and see Reno. I've never been here before. You've never yeah. been to Reno? No. Yeah, it's wow. pretty cool. Lots of mountains around. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. you quickly, uh, you mentioned your dad was making a turn signal for for street bikes or? Yeah, street bike commuters, like you would, uh, yeah, Amsterdam or, you know, like a Euro electric commuter and you could, you know, essentially um, plug it into your bike and it's like a high intelligent turn signal system basically that can integrate into intelligent commuting for bikes just as cars would. Does it have a name yet or? Uh, We're still working on it. It's not really like a to market product. Like we would be kind of manufacturing or helping manufacturer to sell it to like a bigger endemic brand. And then help innovate it and place that into one of their bicycle lines or products. So last, uh, I guess last week, I saw you did a post on uh, a trail riding shoot on Instagram. What was that all about? Yeah, you know, like, it seems like I ended up doing it once a year and I wish I did more. But um, I really enjoy trail running and it's like you, you get so tight in this bubble of mountain biking where you can only go in certain places on a mountain bike, right? Like the Baker Wilderness is like a vast wilderness of trails and super scenic area where you got you can't legally take a mountain bike anyway. And so it's you know if you're just stuck in the bike bubble, you're not never going to get to these like different cool places. And so it's really fun to go photograph and like go up there and um, just bag some portfolio images and which is kind of what I'm working on like. You know, aside from the bike stuff, like I've got like a really good tight portfolio of the bikes, and don't really need to shoot by time. I really need to like work on my portfolio outside of bikes, just to get other gigs outside of the bike industry. Right. And so it's a good time for me, like you know, just to go go have fun. Like you know, I get so sucked in the bike scene, and it's like work, 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 and then you're done, and winter's here. So it's good to. Just go have fun, take some photos, and like just enjoy the scene and do what I want to do, right? Um, and generally, I've done like overnighters. Just you can, you know, bag a way more variety of shots just by going overnight. So um, my friend Spencer Paxson, his wife Sarah, they're like these amazing athletes on everything. But Spencer's quite famous on a bike, but they're super good runners too. So them and my friend Craig. We all went up, uh, shot the evening, you know, kind of backpacked in this zone like near Mount Baker. And, uh, yeah, just got some trail running stuff, slept overnight, woke up, and we're out by, by 9 a.m. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because uh, I kind of think trail running is the ultimate uh, photography sport because it's uh, very yeah. easy to photograph and there's motion and action. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the the only issue is uh, 
running with the runners if you're doing big terrain. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, uh, so where where was that? You said was that a Baker? The- yeah, Baker Wilderness on Ptarmigan Ridge. It's kind of like you know Baker's you know right here, and it's like one of these little valleys, and then it's like a little ridge, just kind of just one one valley away from Baker itself, really. Yeah. How far are you from Baker? Um, I'm at the, so you can almost drive like to a lot that just takes a trail up there. Um, that's like an hour and a half just to the lot. And then it was like a three hour hike in. So, you know, door to door, five hours probably. But yeah, the access is amazing. Like you can't get the Alpine where I live. So hiking or trail running is kind of the only way you can access like killer views and good light otherwise you're just stuck in the woods shooting spotty light mountain biking so you kind of touched on it but the overlap of of mountain biking and trail running mm-hmm. um it seems like it's two different areas but the you, do you think you approach it with the same the same visual and product in mind yeah i think so and i think there's a lot to learn too right like you're shooting this newer sport to you know to your um, bag of tools, right? So it's like you're learning what looks good and why it looks good, right? Not like going into mountain biking, you're like, okay, like, well, that's not going to work. But with running, you can kind of just play around more and like you get back down to the basics of why you're out there. It's like having fun. And it's not that like mountain biking is not fun, but you're like, you're using your skills in this other department. And applying them into like a new category that you've never shot before so it's like exciting and you're like just new scenes there's new light there's new places and things like that that just excite your brain so that's where I really like to focus my energy and that's I think it's been a good output do you think uh like just say the roles are reversed and there was um a running photographer and and uh, do you think he would be ultra nitpicky about the running style and like you would be with a, hitting a berm? Yeah, for sure. That's that's where I'm picky about what I'm doing. And like I don't want it. Like I see people that never shoot mountain biking, right? Yeah. And Or skiing or something. Like, you know, we know these sports super well. And I think it's, I would say, wise to like understand what you're shooting because if something doesn't look good on – maybe the photography end looks great, but like maybe the runner looks awkward. If I saw that in a mountain biking image, I would totally just write off that photographer and not, and maybe I, that's being harsh, but like, you know, you'd see it and be like, Oh, it's like, Oh, you know, you don't want to see like a mountain biking image that where the rider's totally whack. And then you obviously just kind of associate that with the skill level of photographer. Maybe he's a great photographer, he or she, but, um, I'm completely yeah. on board with that. Uh, the only thing is that uh, I almost in the last like year I've caught myself because I'm no longer in my 20s mm-hmm. that uh, catching myself completely out of date on things. And I actually think that's like um, I don't know. Not that it affects my photography because I don't really yeah. shoot a lot of certain things, but it mm-hmm. could, you know. Yeah, uh, I don't think like with running, it's not as specific as biking so it's a lot easier to know like i've shot with professional runners and like 
I review shots with them and have learned what looks good. And I mean, you can tell uh, with someone shooting that looks good running yeah. where they look good and where they don't look good. It's like pretty easy. Whereas bikes, you still might think it looks good, but it's totally the wrong move or something. Um, but like, yeah, I don't want to put work out there that's going to have, you know, yeah. someone with the leg that's all cattywampus or well, something. This is an example of what I was talking about with age is that I was talking to Sven uh, Martin uh, mm-hmm. last month and he was nice. telling me about the gap between uh, shorts and knee pad with indoor oh, yeah. guys. Yeah. And I have never, I can't remember what the name he had. I'll have to. Gaper Gap. No, it wasn't Gaper yeah. Gap. So Gaper Gap, I know from you know so like from helmet, here, yeah. but this was like yeah. I never knew this was an issue between knee pads and shorts. And yeah. He was basically saying um, some photo editors for magazines will will edit in, like, will fill the gap, will, will clone the gap in. Interesting. But you know, that. it's just small yeah. details, and I was like, sure. "What? That's a that's a thing." Ah, fair enough. Yeah, it makes so. sense. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, and it's, it's not like. You know, you shouldn't like not go out and shoot something, but just researching and like understanding what you're doing does have, I don't want to say consequences, but like, you know, if you have enough images out there that are kind of janky, like you're going to be associated like that. So yeah. just as a business perspective. <laughs> so what, what gear are you using on a shoot like this from camera to, to whatever? Yeah, the gear I'm using on like a running shoot like this, since we're overnighting, I actually have to bring a lot more anyway, like, you know, sleeping bag and a bivy, sleeping pad, food, stove, you know, it's another 10 pounds. But it, ideally, I would bring a mirrorless setup, but I just got a X-T2 with like a 16 millimeter lens. And I've still been playing around with that. And it's like, it's good, it's working. But like in a, you know, pro pro shoot setting, I just want to use like the gear I'm really dialed with, which is Nikon D850, 7200, 1424, and a 2470. That's all in my uh, medium core unit. And then using the 60 liter bag to like, you know, have all the other gear to go along with it. So that's like, you know, it definitely adds up when you add in overnight gear. So it's, uh, right. it's a haunch. And I definitely would want to be using mirrorless setups in the future. But Right now, like I just have it to play around with and get better using it and just more comfortable. But yeah, if I was going out, like I just light the compression of a 7200 and other amenities of you know a mirrored body, especially shooting um, like alpine, uh, alpine stuff with action. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, compressing the image is huge for sure. Big help, yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, it's a weight penalty, but I don't, I'm young and I, I can, <laughs> yeah. you know, 20 years from now, different story, but yeah. I feel like the weight penalty at that age, even now, it, it really only exists uh, when I'm packing. It doesn't mm-hmm. actually exist once I'm on the trail and the bag's on my back. For it's sure. It's just, you know, I don't know, a war yeah. you go through in your head before you leave. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to wrap this up, but uh, enjoy cool. uh, yeah. your Reno adventures. Good luck with, yeah. uh, with the turn signals. Yeah, and, thanks, uh, Ian. Cool. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you next time. All right, talk to you soon, man. All right, Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.